with Dr. Jerome Corsi, author of 25 books, six of which are on the New York Times bestselling list, two of which were the number one CEO and founder of CorsiNation.com and author of Hunting Hitler, which we're going to get into in a minute, which I listened to, I can say, hand over my heart three times in a row. And now I am just fully, now I fully believe that a bunch of Nazis escaped aside from Mengele and Eichmann and that there's a Fourth Reich somewhere and that's what led to SDI and Reagan fighting. My head's spinning from that. But uh, good. before we jump into that, let's jump into a, a, a rather topical thing, the uh, 2020 election here on December 7th, uh, 2020. Uh, by the way, today's Pearl Harbor it Day. Is. It is. And I'll be writing another book saying how Franklin Roosevelt had architected Pearl 100%, Harbor. 100%. He put all the yeah. old ships in the harbor. Yeah, no, he pushed uh, Japan with oil and gas embargoes. Oh, yeah, no, he he was poking the bear. We can see it because now, you know, we're seeing the deep state now for what it really is. Yes. It's out in the open now. It's, yes. it's out clearly trying to get rid of um, – Donald Trump at all yeah. efforts and yeah. everything, you know, this producing ballots in the middle of the night and pile and piles and yeah. saying it, nobody's going to do anything to us. Just don't even worry about the cameras. Just yeah. just do it. Just do and and it. they, you know, I think they can get away with it. Yeah. That's how corrupt they think the system already is. Yeah. And anyway, today I filed with the Supreme Court, a Corsi v. Biden, and I'm claiming that my 14th Amendment rights under the Constitution have been severely compromised because I'm not being treated equally given all the things that have gone on with the fraud, uh, the creation of these special new rules for mail-in ballots, which are not done by state legislatures, just rules ad hoc imposed by governors and state boards of election. And then computer fraud, switching votes, uh, massive mail-in ballot fraud designed, you know, I, I think, Thomas, the, the real point here is that the Democrats have in the open for the past years pushed for voting measures that inherently are designed in order to permit fraud. Mm -hmm. And they're not even trying to hide that. I mean, the fact that they want to have open borders and yeah. anybody can register to vote. Yeah. Prisoners, illegal immigrants. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make it matter when you show up that day, we'll let you vote. Show up in another state and vote twice, we're not going to check it. And then mail-in votes, well, we're not going to, you know, absentee votes are very tightly controlled. There's signature matching. You've got to have uh, proof that you are the person and also requesting the absentee ballot and filling it out. And then it's got to be postmarked correctly. All of this is checked. Well, this... Don't worry about postmarks. We don't need to worry about no stinking postmarks. We don't need no stinking signature checks. Just send those ballots in. And, you know, we'll put these boxes up in the corner and they'll be able to just drop them in the box. Don't you yeah. worry. We got it. Don't ask any questions. Stop peeking behind the curtain. Don't don't be camera. Don't be video us in the middle of the night. People weird. Yeah. It, it, they're throwing them away if you're in a in an area for Trump. Yeah. You, you know, don't worry that we're – and then – you know, this becomes such a culture among this uh, this hard left that they can't stop themselves from posting on YouTube. Here I am in my mask and I'm ripping up another Trump ballot. Oh, it's I'm ripping up another Trump ballot. Isn't this fun? It is. It is. Yeah, it is. They're in talk. It's almost an intoxication. They can't not they can't not put burning these up, throwing them away, not going to put them in the mail. And it's like just, man, if you're going to do fraud, like at least do it right. 
Like, well, at least, yeah, at least don't do it in the open where you're <laughs> filming yourself committing a felony. Yeah, yeah. And say, nobody's going to do anything to me. Well, I but, hate I hate Trump, so nobody's going to do anything to me. So far, they're and then, right. It turns out that they're probably right. Yeah. So, that we've gotten to be that corrupt. Now, when you get to be that corrupt, and I don't think the Supreme Court's going to be able to ignore the uh, this election. I think that it's going to come to the Supreme Court. And I think that the justices are going to be forced to do the right thing. Yeah. Because there's no legal arguments that are going to really support what what happened. Uh, what happened. Yeah. And after uh, Sidney Powell and, and uh, Rudy Giuliani have gotten these past two to three weeks where they've had time to go and get evidence and hold these hearings and televise them. Now, of course, the mainstream media is not going to cover them. Yeah. And of course, if you're watching even Fox, you're going to get very little coverage of these hearings. Yeah. You know, so people have gone to alternative news channels and the internet, largely podcasts. You know, people like yourself who are out there developing an audience by supporting the country, supporting God, and telling the truth. And the the laws of the country uh, make it clear that Trump won. And, and the, these are fraudulent measures to not care about the law and to say, well, we stole the votes and so the, everybody voted. So all these stolen votes count as if they were real. When you know they've been run through Xerox machines, they've been run multiple times through the electronic systems. The electronic systems tie into China and Iran. Yeah. The votes are switching because you got uh, everything's being recorded in fractions and decimals and you've got weighting systems and you've got audits here of being able to switch the ballots this thing is a joke for an honest country but i think part of the bottom line is that the corruption of the left has been so pervasive the um we've got to destroy the constitution we've got to destroy god because racism yeah, we got to destroy the nuclear family, right? We got to destroy it. If you have money, you're, you know, uh, you need to be taxed in oblivion. No, no borders. Uh, Hillary Clinton. My dream is of a hemispheric, of a hemispheric open border nation, or sorry, an open border hemisphere. Um, yeah, and it's. I've been thinking more and more about this. Is if it does, and I, I know it's. I'm 30 years old and I've heard it every election in my memory. This is the most important election. Like, I get that. But there's part of me that's like, is this just hyperbole or is it like if you can steal an election while not in power, then once you're in power, wh why would you? It's like right when America got the nuclear bomb, we debated bombing all the Soviet enrichment facilities so that we could stay on top because then no one would ever. We would just smother everyone in the grave or in the cradle and it would be an American millennia. If you get if you can steal an election while not in power, once you get behind the apparatus of the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, you you will never lose an election again. So it is actually I think they're important. already in control of those levers. I so think the intelligence community is already working for the new world order. Yeah. Um, this is really, you know, it's interesting. You picked up my book on Hitler escaping, you know, hunting Hitler Yeah. because um what we're going through right now, and Jim Mars was a good friend of mine. He used to, he's passed away. Yeah. yeah. And we've missed him. He was very, very good on uh, the assassination. He, in fact, his book, Crossfire, was a major reason why Oliver Stone did the JFK mm -hmm. movie in the 70s. 
and I had the distinct honor of being with Jim and we walked through Dealey Plaza and talked about it with Jim. That was quite an experience and quite a day. And, um, you know, the, for the Third Reich, and I talk about this in Hunting Hitler, the Third Reich was um, when Hitler came into power in the 1930s, uh, Germany had been through World War One, which you know, was really a genocide. I, I, I think of it more as an architected genocide yeah. than it was a true world war. I mean, the banking interests, the other interests that produced World War One, and it was a brutal war. I mean, when you read and you see the trenches and people just charging into machine guns, I mean, it was slaughter. Yeah. And and the casualties were enormous. Generation of British and German young men were slaughtered. And uh, you come out of that and you go into the Depression. Now you get into the 30s in Germany and Wall Street decided they were going to finance Hitler mm -hmm. as they were also financing Mussolini. Of course, Hitler was more their choice because Italy is all about style, you know, but, but uh, in Germany, they had the mechanics. They could make it work. They were about results, yeah. Measuring, you know, you get a German instrument, that thing is going to be engineered down. Yeah, it's going to work. Yeah. You know, you get, yeah. you know, this is, a, this is the joke about the Kennedy assassination, you know, a Mandlicker Carcano rifle made by the Italians in World War II versus a Mauser, which they originally thought the weapon was, probably was. Yeah. But I mean, a Mauser now, you're not going to miss with a Mauser. Yeah. Car, you're not going to hit anything with a Mandlicker Carcano. Yeah. 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 It's not going to work. Yeah. Use a German tool. You'll get it done in one show. There'd be okay, no. Okay. So yeah. Wall Street says, look, we're going to finance Hitler because he's our future. We'll build a multinational corporations. So we had U.S. Steel and Krupp. Henry Ford was already buddy buddy with Hitler. And Hitler said, I like this idea of the Model T. I'm going to build the Volkswagen, mm -hmm. which was designed, you know, he designed it. Goering was designing it. The Nazis designed it. This was going to be the people's car. Volkswagen is people's yeah. car. Yeah. And he said, well, we'll have the Autobahn, so we'll run these on. And, of course, the German Autobahns, if you've ever been on them, make our highway, interstate highways look like a joke. I mean, yeah. these things are engineered to a T. Yeah. You can go you know, 100, 120 kilometers, it doesn't feel like you're going anywhere. These are so well engineered, yeah. thick bases, they don't break, they don't have to be resurfaced all the time. Yeah. Just, you just, you know, and they build the cars, the Mercedes Benz and the other cars in Europe. So they easily go 120 kilometers an hour. They're made to go this fast. Okay, now you get those combinations of Hitler and Henry Ford, U.S. Steel and Krupp, which is making the weapons armor rearmament in Germany, and Wall Street. So the guys in Wall Street who show up are Prescott Bush. Mm -hmm. Now, where does he come from? He comes from Connecticut. He's in this Connecticut League of these little, uh, you know, this Connecticut was this um, Tony little community, you know, with a seaport that you could take a train to get into Manhattan every day. Yeah, Groton, Connecticut, all the submarine bases and very exclusive part of Connecticut, upscale, you know, nice lifestyle. It kind of combined the sea and 
Newport and the sailing and didn't the FD, Hamptons and Long Island and didn't SDR well, go to school there? Yeah, they all went to school in that area. They were all part of the prep schools yeah. and like coming in. Yeah. So then you get the Harriman brothers, mm-hmm. Avril Harriman's family. So Brown Brothers Harriman is the little Tony boutique that they set up. All this kind of exclusive in club. I mean, if you know New York, New York is very stratified by this that you know, the Knickerbocker Club, which goes back to the original. Well, if you're in the Knickerbocker Club, you're now real blue blood New York. Yeah. Okay. And you're not going to get into that unless you have a family pedigree that goes back to the Revolutionary War. You know, you go down to Francis Tavern where, and Wall Street, where Washington gave his farewell addresses, and Washington knew that same tavern. Yeah. Well, that's this is the Francis Tavern, Doc Knickerbocker. You know, the Newport Beach Sail, Sailing Club mm-hmm. with the Hamptons and Long Island. It's its own little Tony little upscale. Yeah. And um, and, and the Dulleses were part of this too, the Dulles the Dull- family. Yeah. yeah. Okay, now these guys start financing Hitler. So with all the money Hitler's getting, Hitler's able to rebuild Germany. But Hitler is national socialist. So he's left. So he has the first formulation of um, we'll have a welfare state. We'll give them Hitler's one of the first to say universal government paid for health care. And then he said paid government vacations. You know, we'll make sure you've got an income. Your kids go to school. Well, see, the working class is going to be the serfs. But they get all this government stuff free. And so they think, isn't this great? Look how good the government cares for us. Okay, so it's, it's a combination of the socialist elite and the socialist elite's going to be rich. They're going to take everybody's money. Yeah. And the the multinational corporations are going to take everybody's money and the these, you know, the universal health care which isn't going to be worth very much at all. I mean, you're, you're not going to survive very long, but they make you feel like it's free. It's like the education's free, but you know, don't expect it to be yeah. all that great. And the vacations are kind of like, you know, yeah. if you like cruise trips, you're gonna like the kind of vacations the Nazis give you. Yeah. Okay, and so it's a basically a a keep the people quiet. Brothers well, we right. as the elite steal all the money and have the power, and we're multinational with the banks, so we don't have to worry about nation states. We'll make sure that if, the, if there is a war, only the serfs die. Mm-hmm. This is the this is monarchy. Now it's monarchy 2.0. In other words, instead of we're the royalty and the kings, and you know we get to rule everything, you're the serfs because you don't can't own land, you don't have any, you're not blue blood. Yeah. Well, here it's we're the blue bloods. We're the Wall Street. We are the money people. We are the big business. We have these leftists over here, socialist rabble rousers. Because, you know, yeah, uh, you know, Germany finances uh, uh, Lenin to go back into Russia to do the revolution. You know, Marx is really in on the deal. They keep him poor. He's, he's got a large family. He can barely pay for anything in London. He's a socialist writing this nonsense. Yeah. And they're picking it up. You know, all the philosophers, Kant, we've got the working of pure reason and the bureaucrats are going to run the world and it's all going to be perfect because the bureaucrats are going to follow rules. Okay. So that's where we are today. And in the 
United States, the idea was we would be the third, we'd be the fourth Reich. Yeah. We'd reinvent this formula. Yeah. And we'd have China and we'd be, you know, they, they provide the surf That's labor. So we'd yeah. allow them. They're the lower to, class. To participate in the money development. So their elite gets to play in the international trade and the international global situation. The products may be not even work from China, but who cares? Yeah. It'll be cheap. Yeah. Okay. And these, these serfs can buy, of course, if the serfs can't have their jobs anymore, I don't know who's going to buy all these goods from China. They, there's always these criminal plans that have a defect. Yeah. It's a, uh, I think it was uh Brigadier General Robert Spaulding. I had him on this podcast. He was in Obama's national security council, but he wrote stealth war about China. And uh, I think the quote he has in it is from Steve Bannon. He goes, let's be perfectly clear. I'm paraphrasing it. Um, he goes, uh, illiterate slaves in China build shit that Americans don't need, that they buy without the jobs they have, using unemployment from a government that taxes those who do work. And that's the exact quote. Is I'm not. That's it. Or yeah, you've got it in one. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. the formula. Yeah. Okay. Or I like to say, give me your wallet because you oppressed all these people, and I can spend your money better than you can. I make sure. I'm taking care of so I can provide everybody's okay and I'll give some of the money to them. Yeah. And maybe some of it back to you, I don't know, but yeah. I'm give me your money. Yeah. Yeah. And if okay. you don't, you're a Nazi or you're a racist. Yeah. You're racist. if you don't give me your wallet, you're a racist. Yeah. And I'll and send can, I'll send the hordes to your house. I'll tweet can, I'll tweet your address to Antifa. I get to scream in your face. Yeah. Okay. It's very important people see this because this is um another a demonic scam. I mean, you can always detect these demonic scams because they're like criminal. I always say criminals are very good. At, they've got great pl openings to the play. Yeah. They can't write the second act. They can't write the third act. You know, the opening of the play is we're going to get anti-file in the streets and they're going to cause all this chaos. And everybody's going to say the only way it'll stop is if we win, then everything will be okay. Yeah. They have a great okay. hook. They have a great beginning of a song. Bank, great opening. Yeah. As the movie, you say, I really think I want to see this movie. Yeah, you watch the trailer. You're like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> and they, they come in, they got the guns, and everybody's holding up, and they had the money, and they got the Italian job, they're running the cars, and isn't this great? We Look at this big heist. I really want to see this movie. Now what? Okay, now <laughs> it doesn't end up that way. Yeah. See, because, you know, the your job in bringing, you know, the adults in the room which is what we're trying to be here to say this, this, you know, the current fourth Reich, the Obama and Biden and all these other Soros, of course, Soros is just a bag man, you know, China, all these other guys are trying to architect because they want to recreate where they're on top and everybody else. They don't care about God. Mm -hmm. Forget God. Yeah. God's just a silly story. We tell the surf yeah. so that they behave themselves. Yeah. Right. The opiate of the masses. Uh huh. That's right. Freud and mm -hmm. Marx were both in agreement on that. Mm -hmm. A social control. Yeah. Uh, so the um, okay. Now, the, if you've got a bank robbery, the, the second act begins when the phone rings and they pick up the phone and it's a guy like me on the phone saying, um, uh, "Okay, I, I would recommend that you don't leave the bank with that money. Why don't you put it in the corner because it's going to explode in the next twenty seconds? You're going to have orange dye all over you. Okay, exploding money in the bank. Every <laughs> bank in the United States has exploding money. Yeah, that's what they give to the bank. Say, okay, you guys came in and you had a heist. Yeah, and you got five thousand dollars. Yeah, 
we get that to you out of the till. That's that's chump change for us. We get that back. We're protected by federal insurance. Yeah. Take it all. We don't give it. We don't care. Yeah. Go for it. And besides, after they walk out with five thousand dollars and argue about splitting it up, you know, nobody has anybody to even go to a restaurant these days. Yeah. So what was it worth? Yeah. And then die packs. Yeah. Die packs. So you say, wait a minute, guys. You know, it's going to explode. And why don't you look out the window because you took your time and. The SWAT teams are out there. They would really love to just whack you. Light you up. <laughs> so would you guys like some pizzas and some coffee? We've got some things to talk about. And then the third act, by the third act, they, you get them to give away, get the hostages out of there. You get them to surrender. You, you bring it all to a peaceful conclusion. Or if that doesn't work, you get them so where you they can whack them and kill as few people as possible. Mm-hmm. It's going to end one way or the other because yeah. they're not going to get away with the money. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, that's what we got to do in this case. We got to get this so people see it, and they know that we're not letting them get away with this heist. Now, in World War II, it's important to know that the that Hitler came to the rise with the support of the German people. Because at first they were saying, "Hey, we we get to eat. Yeah, we we're not being sent off to some trench to, to die like our fathers and our grandfathers were, and our you know we're going to be able to finally have a a birthday party here, a Christmas or something. We could put food on the table. We can work. We get to have a vacation. And finally, the middle class got to live like they were decent human beings yeah, instead humans. of yeah and." And in between, it was the communists in the streets fighting the um, the Nazis. Were not they were they were leftist Marxists in a sense, but the communists had nobody had private property. They wanted to eliminate private property. The Nazis were happy with private property as long as they controlled the multinational corporations and you were the serfs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody hated the communists more than the Nazis, aside from maybe like Curtis LeMay or Patton. Nobody hated them more. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay, so now the Nazis get in, and um, with the support, the tremendous support of the German people, at first they think it's just a fringe party, that Hitler wrangles in with um, with Hindenburg, who is old and dying, mm-hmm. and they think somehow or other they can, the Nazis convince them that if they just make Hitler chancellor, everything will be okay, he can be managed. It's like now everything will be okay with Obama. Four years, you can try to beat us again. No, four years, there'll never be another election. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Get over it. We got it. Yeah. No, no. It's sorry. Go on. Yeah, it, it, we we have to resist these people because they have to be defeated. Because yeah. once they're in power, we'll they'll we'll never have a country again. Yeah, there's a. That's what I always say is to you know I have a lot of friends that are very liberal and you know i say how come you take such a a right stance on this podcast i say because there's a very and i'm someone that voted for obama when i was 18 by the way so i'm not i've switched sides four times so i don't mind changing my mind um i am for agree to disagree if someone comes on here i say we agree to disagree the other side says cancel it pull the plug that's my just defined difference is i think we should both agree to disagree the other side thinks i should catch a bike lock to the back of the skull Look, when they picked Obama, they picked uh, the right guy. Obama has uh, a lot of charisma. Sure. Oh, absolutely. He, he's got the hip hop. Sure. You, you bring know, him in after comes, bo- yeah. When he comes down the stairs in an airplane, he's got the moves. Oh, oh he, I mean, he's a great order. Yeah. You bring him in after Bush and Cheney and 08 and Iraq. I mean, it's very, it was and there's he's got to the lose. Hope and change. Sure. And, 
Sure. Okay, now the problem with him is the more you get to know about Obama, the more you get in on the racket. In other words, <laughs> yeah, the guy, okay, he's supposed to be a great basketball player. When he came in, he was building the basketball courts. They yeah. were showing him basketball. He could show a long, yeah, yeah. long shot. He was stoned half the time. Yeah. They and, called him a Punahou the bomber. Yeah. It was because he was bombed all the time. He was stoned. Yeah. He couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't hit anything. Yes, yeah, Citibank chose his cabinet. When he got in, he he addressed the idea of having Guantanamo Bay. Annie Jacobson said in her book "Surprise Kill Vanish" about the CIA Special Activities Division, he said, uh, "You know, let's get rid of the. Uh, we can get rid of the whole problem of prisoners and enhanced interrogation by having less prisoners. And what does that mean? He said just increased drone strikes. A lot of things people don't know about that. Well, and Obama was a Marxist. Yeah, and I don't know whether he really believes in any religion but he was culturally a muslim he was raised in islam mm -hmm. that's what he's comfortable with sure and he has had all this um race hatred pounded into his head frank marshall davis mm -hmm. hawaii was where the left decided they were going to penetrate the democratic party and mm -hmm. create a revolution from within in the mm -hmm. 1950s mm -hmm. okay so let's go through with the hitler a little bit more yeah 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 because so hitler gets in and the first few years, remember, 1933, he's chancellor, and it's you know 1938 before he's attacking uh, Poland. Okay, so there's there's you know five years here where he's got to build the war machine, and, mm -hmm. and we're funding him mm -hmm. out of the United States to build that war machine. That's with U.S. capital dollars. Yeah. Okay, and and everybody's getting good returns. Got Brown Brothers, Harriman are happy. Prescott Bush is running a Nazi bank, Union yeah. Bank. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. And so it's, everybody's pretty happy. Now, the problem with Hitler is, like a lot of these guys, he's a criminal he, and he's whacked. He, he's got this occult stuff in his head. Mm -hmm. On a nervous he, society. He was going through World War One, and God, God knows what happened to him in World War One, but... He had some injuries and, you know, the thing was he was in a, he, a hospital. He couldn't see for a while. He went through mustard gas. And this guy got pretty badly treated in the war and came out hating the Jews. And so I'd always thought if I'd been a born in that time, I would have um, I would have done two things. I, I used to think, why wasn't I born then? Well, I guess God wanted me born now. But at any rate, I would have done two things. One, say, Mr. Hitler, look, I, I, I want to talk to you about the Jews um, now. They're going to run away, and it's they're going to be tough to catch. And uh, they don't get born with a sign on them that says "Jew." We're going to have to find them, and this is going to take. And by the way, they'd probably fight for us. You know, they did in World War One. They'd probably fight for us. So uh, I know what you're. I know all about this stuff. The World War One. I, I I know the whole stick. Okay, it was a good Yiddish word. Why don't we kill ten of them? Why don't we kill a hundred of them? Do it very publicly. You can say, there, I solved the Jewish problem. Yeah. And we can get on with things. Yeah. So I'll pick any hundred you want. I don't care. Yeah. And Hitler, think about this. That's a good idea, but no, I, that's that's not, that's not what I want to do. I want to kill them all. Well, how about we kill some? No, I want to kill them all. Well, killing them all is going to be tough. <laughs> if you had just settled at a hundred or some, we might have had, we, this might have worked out. Okay. The other thing I would have done is I would have said to him, I'd have gone over to meet with Hitler and said, how much do you want for them? I'll pay you. I'll take them all. Oh. Because I want the gene pool. Oh, yeah. 
Not those geniuses. I'll arrange for them to. I'll, I'll buy them all. But we'll handle. We'll finance the whole thing. Won't cost you a penny. We'll pay you. Yeah. And then when they're gone. You can go after whoever you want to go after. Yeah, you're going to go after the next group of people. You want to go after the, you want to go after Russia. You hate those guys, so you'll go through Poland. You don't yeah. like Poland. Yeah. So you guys do that, but give me the Jews. Yeah. And I'll buy them off of um, Russia too. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would love to have gotten that gene pool. Yeah. Exactly. And oh, and yeah. the religion. Oh yeah. And save the human lives. Smartest friends I have. The smartest two friends I have are Jewish. Well, and besides. <laughs> Genocide is a bad idea because you can't kill all of them. So, okay, now Hitler gets into World War II. Mm-hmm. It's gone pretty well, you know, until he decides he's going to invade Russia. And he really wants to make a deal with London. Churchill says no. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt goes along with Churchill because Roosevelt's also a socialist. He wants to help Russia. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, I want to get into this war. And Churchill wants me to get into the war for London. I don't care about London, really. Yeah. In fact, I don't even like – Roosevelt was not all that fond of Churchill because Roosevelt went to a meeting when they were both na- naval. Mm-hmm. They were both admiralty, and Churchill kind of didn't even pay a time of day to him, didn't yeah. even remember who he was. Yeah. Roosevelt yeah. never quite got over that. At yeah. any rate, yeah. get into World War II. By 1943, the Nazi intelligentsia knew they were not going to win. We were in the war. We'd find out, we'd supported Russia. The war was starting to go bad in Russia. Uh, we were in the war. We were going to come at them one way or the other, either through Italy or through France. We'd come into World War One and it ended World War One. So Alan Dulles gets into Bern, Switzerland. And he gets one of the last guys into Bern, Switzerland. He's working for the OSS. He's was the of the two Dulles brothers, he was the one in finance. Working with Brown Brothers, he'd been financing Hitler. So he gets in Bern, Switzerland, and he makes contact with Bormann. Bormann is a Nazi mm-hmm. who was the secretary yeah, yeah. to Hitler, and he was the one who kept Hitler reasonably sane. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hitler, I mean, Hitler was a, being around Hitler was not, a, I mean, from all the things I've read, was, you know, he, he was a complete bizarre he nutcase. Was psychopath blitzed by norman oler talks about his drug use holy cow this guy was insane (laughs) and enormously powerful yeah and ruthless yeah no morals yeah okay so borman says to dulles let's start moving the money out of here Mm -hmm. because we're gonna lose and some of us are gonna get out of here because we're not going down with this nutcase. Yeah. And this nutcase is probably going to want to get out of here too. Because everybody's the Fuhrer. They're all crazy about the Fuhrer. And in the 1930s, they think this guy is their savior. And he hates Jews. And they hate Jews. And we'll go to Argentina. Because we got a bunch of Germans down there. And Hitler likes them. And we all they've been back and forth. He sent this family mercedes because this family is german and they love he loved first mercedes was from hitler to this family we'll build our little and by the way we'll move the money out of here we'll put it in the u.s stock market a lot of that money went in the US stock market mm-hmm. dulles wall street he got it into the stock market yeah project avalon and um when they did that that was a large part of the boom after the war was with German money. It was German money they stole from the Jews, the money they'd stole from all these countries. They had all the art, they had all the gold. 
and they were put in submarines and taken into Argentina. And Borman was architecting how to get out of here. And he had the assistance of the Catholic Church, not the entire Catholic Church, but a lot of the Catholic Church was willing to work with the Nazis to get them out of Europe. Yeah. And the Red Cross, all these international organizations, because the international organizations were part of this new world. Hitler was the original new world order guy. Yeah. And so now it comes down to the end of the war and they say, well, the Russian guy, Hitler killed himself in suicide with Eva Braun. And I, I come along and say, I want to look at the evidence of that because it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Psychopaths like this don't just say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm going to kill myself with my girlfriend and I shouldn't have done this and I don't want to be facing justice. I'll just, no. They say, you people weren't good enough for me. Yeah. And I'm out of here. Yeah, right. His, what, was, <laughs> what was it? The Nero Initiative where he said, burn it all down. He said, "You're all, if you die, that means you are weak Germans. He didn't. Yeah, that guy. No, he doesn't go out with a gunshot. He slithers out like a tick or a virus okay. and he finds a new host. So they have they have this all architected. Yeah. And they kill some guy and they the guy realizes that he was a Hitler double. And they throw his body out there. And OK, so I start I go to the National Archives. I said, I want to see the evidence we've got. And so I start digging in the National Archives now. First of all, I don't know if it's because of me or not, but they start declassifying all these FBI files on Hitler and I'm reading them. And what's apparent is that um, the FBI didn't believe that Hitler was dead and they were looking for him. And they had good evidence coming in from Argentina. They thought it was in Argentina. I said, okay, that's the FBI is looking for Hitler for some reason. And that reason has got to be that they think he escaped. Then I say, okay, what? I find a statement from Eisenhower. Eisenhower did one little statement where he told Stars and Stripes, which was the, the military magazine, he said, um, we don't have evidence that Hitler died. Because I start looking at, okay, we had all these eyewitnesses. Well, it turns out the eyewitnesses were mostly captured by Russia and brought back. And we had this um, Trevor Roper, Mm-hmm. It was this Oxford professor that they brought in to write the story of Hitler's death. I said, this ought to be interesting. I'm looking through these files. These files are not easy to find in the archives because a lot of things are miscatalogued in the archives, some, I think, by intention. And it took, you know, you have to know how to just dig through things and find things and search for things. So finally, I start finding stuff. I find, okay, the box about Trevor Roper, uh, Trevor Roper. And I realized that, okay, now, military, U.S. military intelligence at the end of World War II moves in. And they start doing a bunch of things. They start looking for the Fischer-Tropsch equations, which were how the Nazis used to make synthetic oil. What do the Nazis know about oil we didn't make? Because Germany didn't have a lot of oil. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of coal. They learned how to make coal into oil. They, they got down to the fundamental formulas as to how oil is synthesized okay now they go into this and they start getting that then they say well you know we got all these people arrested let's have operation paperclip, paperclip. yeah and they start identifying the nazi scientists 
whom they put through a training program, re education program, so not Nazis anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that sure works. Yeah. <laughs> Denazification. Oh, Denazification. Yeah. Oh, it worked. Know? We just had to clean it off, right? It was like Windex. <laughs> yeah. Just. Oh wow, these guys that are these guys show, that yeah. show a John show a John Wayne movie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, they you know they came over. They had some you know they had a hot dog and watched a Yankees game and. Wow. <laughs> and so you say, Bernard Broadbound, we got more money than Nazis. Why don't you build your missiles here? Oh, exactly. Yeah. ICBMs. You, you did pretty good with the V1 and, not, yeah. and, and German slaves. And yeah. You were part of the SS. We'll forget about all that. Now you'll be a threat to Jack Kennedy. You'll do the space program. You'll get to, I mean, not to interrupt, but if there's one thing I took away from reading Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson, as well as reading a book about Unit 731 in Japan, lesser known kind of operation paperclip we brought all of those top guys over put them into the big pharma industry the one thing i took away from both of those was if you're going to be a criminal just make sure that you are the best because whoever's in power will scoop you off and they'll kill the rest we just own europe yeah and as we bombed it all it's a disaster yeah so now we're looking for the papers and the guys yeah just the diamonds you know we'll have a now the Allies did it the way I would have done it. Let's find let's find twenty Nazis, put them on trial, and kill them. Yeah. Oh yeah, just PR. You know, Gehring, this guy, that guy, this guy, this guy. Sure. These are the big names. These guys, put them in there. We're gonna hang them all. Yeah. They have a trial. Let's make it a big deal. Get yeah. the lawyers, do yeah. all the evidence. Yeah, but we're yeah, gonna yeah. kill these guys. Yeah. In the meantime, while the trial's going on, let's get the real criminals, the guys who architected this, the guys who built the tanks, who figured out the missiles, the guys who got the chemical plants. Let's get those guys back to the United States because yeah. we want the brain trust. Same yeah. thing I was saying with the Jews. I mean, let's go for the brain trust. Yeah. Oh, no, we plucked them all up, right? We had them in special camps in Europe. Ashcan, I think, was one of them. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I come across these files in the archives, and here's the um, – this is the military intelligence. And they're going and they're interviewing all the Nazis saying, where's Hitler? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, the bunker. Well, first of all, Russia came in. Yeah. And Russia didn't have Hitler's body. They had the first, the guy was, they said was Hitler, wasn't Hitler. They had all the people who were eyewitnesses in the bunker. They had them in Russian jails. They're interrogating them. And they're giving out any story they can figure out that'll satisfy what they think the the Russians want to hear. Mm-hmm. And some of the Russians, this military unit that came in to find uh, Hitler, couldn't find him. They might have taken somebody's body back and done an autopsy, but they had the teeth and everything. All that's a scam because they could have, you know, they had the teeth. They put the crowns in the other people and Tador Morel and yeah. That was a, that was easy to do. Yeah. And the point is they created the forensic evidence. They have a skull in, uh, in Moscow. They said this, and I really got onto it when one of the scientists from, um, Connecticut gets over and gets permission to examine the the Hitler body remains yeah. in Moscow, and it turned out to be forty year old a, a woman. Forty five year old woman. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is not Hitler. Yeah. Well, they they got a skull that had a bullet hole in it, and they said this is Hitler. He oh. shot himself with the bullet. How many skulls do you think they're around in nineteen forty five and they had bullet holes in them? Probably <laughs> probably more than not. And, and just make another one. Yeah. Just find another. Well, look at that. You know, it's definitely Just shoot this one where you want the bullet hole to be. We'll use her. Boom! There it is. No one there else. It is. Yeah. At your bullet hole. You think the Russians cared? No, they didn't give a shit. It was just here's a here we go. Got him. 
okay, well, we got Hitler. And then said, okay, everybody says, look, it's a lot easier if Hitler killed himself because if we find him, he might come back. We're going to have to put him on trial. This is a big public relations mess. Finding Hitler, putting Hitler on trial is going to be a nightmare. We, we don't, it's better that he's dead. And the, the military is investigating. They're talking to the relatives. They're all just talking. Hitler didn't die. He's, he's Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. It's- he got out of here. Man, it's almost like a dark joke, like cops like shooting someone because they're like, the paperwork is going to be such a headache, just shoot them. Okay, so I'm reading these files, and I get one after the other. The families are all telling them, Hitler didn't die, Hitler didn't die, we're communicating with them. And uh, okay, so then I find these files, and it turns out that uh, two Nazi submarines surfaced in Mar de Plata after the war. That's pretty interesting. Nazi submarine servicing in Mar de Plata, which is a port city, and someday all of out there, and suddenly this Nazi submarine surfaces. They say, "Where the hell did this come from?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's one of the fast, big submarines, and it's got all kinds of bilge on it. So this thing's been underwater for a long time, and yeah, yeah. Okay, what are these? And okay, well, that's pretty interesting. Who's the crew? Yeah. Well, the crew gets out, and they got some younger commander. He says, "I'm the skipper." Yeah, sure you are. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I'm finding the other intelligence reports. They're saying, well, actually, the ship stopped over here, and a raft got off, and we had a bunch of people who were offloaded onto this, and yeah. we think it might have been Hitler. And yeah. They, and we find the raft has gone on the submarine. It's got the dye and on then, it. Then we start, and I start finding the records where they had the Argentinians uh, had these guys. He said, wait a minute, these guys have got the sailors. They did an inventory of the property. So they've got Argentinian pesos, they've got Argentinian cigarettes, and they got Spanish and German dictionaries. So I don't think these are standard fare for what the German Navy gives out to a ship going out to sea. Yeah. yeah. Make sure they're equipped with Argentinian money, Argentinian cigarettes. For all they'll be finding, you know, evidence of Argentinian prostitutes and everything else in there. Yeah. Because these guys stopped few places before they surfaced and the crew was the skeleton crew as the skipper got off yeah okay now and that's all in the records in fact we our u.s navy intelligence bring those nazi sailors back to the united states we bring the submarine back to the united states we examine it and we just we you know we down the submarine in the bottom of the sea somewhere off connecticut and we do interviews i've got all this stuff and say okay so the U.S. government believed these Nazi submarines brought Hitler into Argentina. That's the story. And there's all the documentation of it. Now, Trevor, let's go back to Trevor Roper. So the U.S. Navy, U.S. military intelligence preparing for Trevor Roper to get there decide they're going to write the story of Hitler's death. So Trevor Roper gets over there. They say, now, son, sit down. There's a young guy from Oxford. They'd never been in the war, never been in the army. They make they put him in the army. Yeah. <laughs> and they say, um, you're gonna write the history. And by the way, we've saved you some trouble. Here's the history. Here's the history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Type it out. <laughs> they were just read this. Yeah. Type and this. So I, I've got to do interviews with people. Forget the interviews. They're all in Russia. We can't interview them. Yeah. Okay, you're not gonna interview anybody. It's right here. Interview some, okay, we'll get you a couple of people. Yeah. So he writes this big book of his research in about eight days. <laughs> wow. And I take his book and I take what military intelligence told him to write 
and they're the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm saying this thing, whole thing is a setup here. And he's the, got the book. And then I realized that the Germans are starting to, the Russians are trying to talk about what the people told them. And the stories over here about what happened in the bunker don't match the stories over here. Nobody's got the straight story. Everybody's telling a different story about Hitler's last day. Eva Braun was here, she did this. No, no, it was over here, she did this. Well, Hitler had, no, 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 that was this. They're all telling yeah. different stories. Trump. Here, 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 it's this, yeah. that, yeah. I said, wait a minute. These people didn't see anything. Yeah. They got told, they're making it up. They're trying to guess. They're telling what they were told to tell. That They were maybe in the bunker, but um, and maybe somebody shot themselves in the bunker, but it wasn't Hitler. And in the last couple of days, you know, maybe the guy going around was the guy playing Hitler. Mm -hmm. And when you get all this evidence together, and then I get the Argentinian evidence, you know, I speak Spanish. My, you know, I, I could read, so I get the books from Argentina that talk about Hitler. I'm watching the videos, people saying, I knew Hitler. There's a ton of videos from Argentina about people who were talking about Hitler. Mm -hmm. And yeah, actually, I think the HBO show came out of my book using the same title. They had more money. They sent people around to try to find him in Hitler and the places in Hitler. Yeah. And there's plenty of evidence that the Nazis were all over Argentina. Well, for sure. For sure. And yeah. I mean, it's, you well, know, so. The Mossad went in and grabbed Eichmann there. Well, and yeah. And, and, and Mengele. Mengele died swimming. Yeah. He had a stroke, allegedly. I, I mean. Uh, there, there, tons of them were there. Yeah, you know because the ones who could pay got out. Yeah, the ones who, and, and you know, I mean, the ones who wanted to get out and come to the United States, if they'd fought in the war, for instance, the Italians, they said, "Well, you, getting to the United States is going to be tough. Mm -hmm. We want to get out of here. Italy's a mess. You know, they fought in the Italian army." They end up in the north. The northern Italians are killing them. The Italian army fails. They get captured by, first, they, some of them worked for the Germans. So they were in the German army for a while. Then the German army falls apart. The Russian, they, in, now they end up in Sardinia. They end up fighting for us. They fought for three different, uh, just to survive. And they say, well, we're, we're, we want to get out of Italy because it's a mess. They say, we're going to the United States. Well, you can't, but it's going to be a little hard. A lot of people want to go to the United States. Well, where can we go? Argentina. Yeah. So they all go down to Argentina. Yeah, it's just party down there, party in South and America. After the war, they made Argentina and um, uh, they made it into, uh, they made it into a little Germany. Yeah. They had all the same architecture. They had, yeah. Okay. Now, that's why I wrote the book. But I wrote the book. Um, I wrote the book. By the way, I, I can go past. I can go past three. I got nothing doing. No, I've got. I've got ten more minutes. Okay. 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 So look, I told you the story like I like I saw it, sure. and as I found it through my eyes, uh, you know, look, I've been dealing with deep state setups for a long time. We've been we're in a Truman Show. Mm -hmm. We're playing. They say, "Here's the picture you're supposed to see." This is it. The Japs yeah. bomb Pearl Harbor, surprise attack. We better get go kill those awful people. Yeah, 
Well, suddenly a country that didn't want to fight World War II gets angry and wants to fight World War II the next day. Can't wait to kill Japs. Yeah, yeah. What a coincidence. World War One didn't want to fight it. Well, they they create a war office and Edward Bernays works in it. Mm-hmm. And I get to meet Edward Bernays and I spend time with the father of public relations. And they architected the American consciousness to hate the Hun. Mm-hmm. It was a big yep. public relations campaign in World War One. Okay, and so I began to see how they've been architecting wars and how where the money's being made, Wall Street and the Dulles brothers get to be Secretary of State and Alan Dulles is now head of the CIA and gets involved in the Kennedy assassination because Kennedy finally didn't want to go along with all this. He got he saw it. Yeah. He saw it and stood up and he got whacked. And they go back to him. And that's what they're probably trying to do right now to Donald Trump. A hundred percent. And I've been fighting for him because, you know, same reasons we, I, even if I was a teenager, I was fighting for Kennedy and was around people who were dealing with Kennedy when I was a teenager and got to see him in person. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, and Kennedy was a rich playboy. Sure. But he had this, he had an ability to kind of get it as he developed in the job he became more um serious about his mission and uh united states he still couldn't pass up a skirt sure i but yeah i always i don't i don't ever take that away from you know if you're a good bat if you're michael jordan but you have a gambling problem that doesn't mean your jump shot's any less killer right i just yeah kennedy is not um it's it's kind of like the you know Cyrus the Great in the Bible that everybody God picks to do things is not necessarily morally no yeah you know of the first caliber yeah and sometimes you know God needs something done somebody will be picked for the now what I'm saying is that this is this is the evil incarnate when you really have architected a reality and people die. There's genocide, you know, Jews are killed because they're Jews and the, the you know, scapegoating, all these things. This is a hateful world to live in. Yeah. And all they want you to do is obey. They want you to be and they want you to be demoralized. Give up. Can't, it's over. Can't do anything about it. He's president elect. Give it up. It's over. Psychop or that. And, and by the way, if you'll just get along, everything will be fine. Unity. Unity. We've we'll been get your bur- money. Yeah. Unity. We can go back yeah. to peace. We can get it. We can put this back together. We just got rid of the, the awful orange man, Donald. Yeah. He, he had gone. to go. I know he took us out of the Trans Pacific Partnership in his first 24 hours. And I know your median wage has gone up and that there's peace in the Middle East that's not being uh, put on the news and that we've uh, de- denuclearized the Korean Peninsula. But Guess, guess, guys, he's a Nazi. Just trust us, all right? Right. Besides, we were architecting all that stuff. We wanted a nuclear war. Yeah. We wanted yeah. tension. He kind we of wanted, screwed, we're he making kinda, money on wars. He kind we of wanted, screwed up our plan. <laughs> so people get killed. Who cares? There's a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of but too hey, many of them anyway. But hey, don't let the mask fall off. Just control big tech and no one will know that you were doing it. Just know that, you know, BLM and Pride and Antifa and Orange Man Bad and Hey, unity. See, if some if people of your generation wake up to this, and I've been trying to say it's why you know I'm I'm happy to do the interview with you because yes, if we see 
if you see at your age the charade and i'm thinking that right now is an opportunity in history where maybe it is a great awakening mm-hmm. where people got to understand that these power hungry greed heads are, are criminals mm-hmm. and they're demonic oh they are i mean they are the, the last four years have turned me religious because I truly believe it is evil. And there is evil, and people have to get, get back to God. The Bible is not the Bible is not a fairy tale. Yeah. It's not the, the people who wrote the Bible had an experience. Not not a they experience God, and you can experience God, and God does intervene in the, in the affairs of human beings. This is a you know first sentence of the Bible and you know in the beginning was God God created heaven and earth God rules here and he, if he created he can unplug it anytime he wants when God unplugs this place there'll be no memory of it having ever existed yeah it's it's I look at it as you know as I read more about the Cold War and I look at proxy wars of su- technologically superior nations battling it out via puppets on a technologically inferior nation I can't help but think that that just goes up another level and that Earth is a proxy war between good and evil. And yes, it is. And uh, and also, when you get deeply into time, space, and relativity theory and all these various, yeah. you know, you begin to realize there's science and religion connect at the very, very... At the core, they're the same. And everything we're experiencing, it's kind of like living in a... A magnificent hologram, uh-huh. and you know everything. All of this exists is in the mind of God. Yeah, and the moment God decides He's done with it, He wakes up. This thing, poof, just you wake up. You, what a okay, weird dream. And so, you know, if God decides to do it, it may it may have been this may not have been in time space may not have been the first time God did it. I think He done He She It has done this. End times. It end has to, to do something with the finam- fundamental dynamics of whatever existence means, whatever consciousness means at some level, and we'll probably never really understand this. Yeah, the God, except yeah. Uh, except to a limited extent. Yeah, you know, because it's very hard to understand something you're in the middle of. Well, yeah, it's that's the idea of the Godhead. The Godhead can't know the Godhead. The flashlight can't illuminate the flashlight. The knife can't cut the knife. The mouth, the teeth can't bite the teeth. The Godhead can't know what it is. Yeah, and so the what our situation is today, I think, is to fight this, and we've got a chance that there's a great awakening going on where finally the evil has they they've been so desperate to win that. They they knew there were security cameras. They still brought in they boxes had, of yeah. ballots and ran them through the machines. Yeah, yeah. They knew the computers had algorithms in them and switching votes. They knew that they got caught. Yeah, it's it's when you get caught. Yeah, you have the drugs in the car, but you're not going back to jail. You're going out shooting. Well, and yeah, and that's. But the point is, they got caught. Yeah, and now, you know, the average American knows what they did was wrong. And now the question is, do we have the resolve to bring them to justice despite the corrupt systems we've got? And that's what we're fighting. Now, I think with Donald Trump there, there's a chance we can win. I I handicap it to be kind of a long shot, but it's worth taking, you know, it's worth 
taking the shot at it because what do you have to lose? They're going to imprison us and kill us anyway. So let's yeah. let's take the shot that we can beat them. Yeah. And 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 when you do it, when you get to that point and you do it, God's willing to say, okay, I'm going to step in now, and I've been waiting for this. Let me you, thank you for doing that. Set aside. I you unlocked it. it. I'll take care of all the rest. Yeah. Terrence McKenna, nature loves courage. The universe loves courage. When you go for what you want, the whole universe builds you up to uh, to achieve it. You have to take a dive into the void only to realize it's a feather mattress. And so, you know, okay, I filed a lawsuit today. Corsi v. Biden. The Supreme Court has probably been filed while we're talking. Good. And uh, do I think there's a chance of getting through? Yeah, it actually does. I mean, Supreme Court's going to look at that. Somebody's going to say, you know, it's got a point now. Well, who's he? He's not, we don't have to take this case. Let's wait for a bigger case. This guy's conspiracy there, a nutcase. You know, all the reasons it won't work. Well, it still has got a chance it might work. And it may change things that I did it. Yeah. Because I'm putting down a marker and I'm saying this ain't right. Yeah. And I know it's not right and I can prove it's not right. And here's what's wrong about it. I've got constitutional arguments they can't dismiss. Yeah. I'm saying, President Trump, let's get on with it. Let's fight these guys. You can win. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what do we have to lose? Same question he asked the blacks. What do you got to lose? Exactly. I was about to say the same thing. Hey, what do you have to lose? And you know what? We're going to see how many people really did vote for him because if he calls an insurrection act and says you need to stand up, hey, those fake ballots, the ballots aren't going to line up in an army for you. The people who went out and voted for you and believe in God and country are going to stand up for you. And there is there is nothing left, because if they win this and you're just a puppet of the CCP, we are the bulwark against the CCP. And we know that they have no problem putting two million Uyghurs in a concentration camp, organ harvesting. We know that these people, this isn't a conspiracy. We know that they're involved in child trafficking. Child, I had Christy Wells, founder of Safeway, Safe House the other day, talks about ritual satanic child abuse like we know these people are involved in this and it comes to a point where you can sit on the sidelines for a long time you can look the other way you can don't put me in coach i'm just going to get some gatorade but it gets to a point where the first and the second string quarterbacks have broken their legs and it's the fourth quarter at a certain point you have to stand up because if you say i don't want any part of that well eventually it's going to be you know what I'm sure you could have looked at things and said, I don't want to be part of that. I don't want to be part of that. Next thing you know, you're getting the serial number tattooed on your wrist and going to take a shower. It's coming to you regardless. Stand up now. It's like, um, you know, in a, a really tough football game. Yeah. And you're out on the field, you're getting beat up and you're, be, you're behind some points. And quarterback says, you know, we can do this. Just everybody, a little extra, let's go do this. And you get a resolve. Yeah. And you go do it. Yeah. And you win. You pull Tom Brady. Yeah, you pull Tom Brady. Pull, because yeah. you refuse to lose. Yeah. And you can be down and twenty-eight to three in the third quarter. Pull Tom Brady, everybody. It doesn't make any difference how bad we're down. We can still win. Yeah. You know, I remember watching a Cleveland Indians game one time a couple a few years ago when they were down like thirty points, <laughs> and they just started coming back. I said. I think they're going to win. They did. They yeah. won. They yeah. scored. It was like 30-something or another to 28. I mean, it was an outrageous game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as someone that's from New England, born and raised, granted I'm only 30, but I remember watching the Red Sox come back in game four ALCS against the New York Yankees in 2004. My dad and my brother were at that game. And I remember watching that. Ortiz hit the home run. And I just remember thinking, I was like, it's not over. And then they do the next no. night and the next night. 
and I'll always remember there was some random fan outside of like Yawkey Way. I just remember watching an interview with him on like Sports Center. It's just some drunk guy in a Red Sox, and he goes, "Patriots can win thirty in a row. Why can't we win four? And I just thought sure. about that, and everyone's like, "Well, it's four. We're down." It's like, don't look at it as we're down four in the ALCS. Just a four-game streak. Can you do that? Sure. Can Trump win a court case? Don't look at it as an election. Can Trump win a court case? Yeah. Sure. You yeah. win this one easily. Yeah. If you can win thirty, the Red Sox can win four. If Trump can so, go, yeah. If Trump can go so against, been, yeah. Sorry. I've been going on shows. I've been saying. I am one hundred percent certain Donald Trump, and I am that he will be reelected. I've said that uh, since since one hundred percent sure. Uh, to me, there's not even it's not even that I think it's that I know, and I'll say and, Don, and Donald Trump is always saying, you know, I say he always looks like he's going to lose until just before he wins. He's been doing that since. Look, he went up against an Obama administration that weaponized the spy and spy. Excuse me, the intelligence agencies, the Bush dynasty, and the Clinton dynasty, and he managed to beat him with a Twitter account. At a certain point, you got to go. I feel like this guy is always a couple moves ahead. And that, it, it, that's where I am right now. I watched I him win in this chair. Sorry, I know I'm ranting. I watched him win in this chair on this TV. I watched until four in the morning. I watched him win the election. And I watched my liberal friends melt down on social media and on Reddit, Instagram, watch the news. So not only did I watch him win, I watched the liberals melt down that he won. And I went to bed and I screenshotted the electoral college map. And I woke up and I saw him flipping one by one. I saw... And the people on the left saw too. I saw with joy, they saw with hatred, but we both saw Donald Trump win. In their hearts, everyone knows he won. And he's going to do it again. He's absolutely going to have zero doubt in my mind. Okay, it's been a great pleasure being with you, Thomas. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I am going to go through your library, and I am absolutely going to email you again and, and have and talk to you about another book. So oh, sure. Go right ahead. I love it. Absolutely. I will it's e- always fun. I, I, I like, you'll get some of the best interviews anybody's gotten. I I love it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through your library. I'm gonna reach out and let's do one in January. And for everybody listening, Hunting Hitler on Audible. As an Audible connoisseur, I mean, this book is bite-sized. It's four hours. Got to right. go. You got it. All right. All right, Mr. Corsi. I'll see you. In the end, God always wins. In the end, God always wins. You have a good one, sir. For everybody Ooh. listening, everybody listening, it's still recording. Um, it's only four hours long. Go grab it on Audible. It's a great listen, great narrator. And again, four hours long. Put that bitch on, you know, 1.3 speed. You can listen to that thing in two and a half hours. Um It'll be in the description, the top comment, and it is very it, it raises a lot of questions. It's uh it's not one that you can just brush off. It's um yeah, it's a lot it's a lot like what Annie Jacobson talked about in uh Operation Paperclip. It's a lot what uh was talked about in the book Killing the SS. There are there's a lot of evidence that you know, whether or not Hitler survived, we know that the upper echelons of the, the Nazi war machine and the architects of the genocide did escape and they did go to South America. And the vast majority of the scientists, about two thirds, came to the United States. One third went to the Soviets. They very much did not die. And whether or not they've established a Fourth Reich, who knows? Um, I still am diving into my research with that. There will be a lot of episodes coming in the future months going into it more. And, um, yeah, do not be demoralized. Stay positive. See it in your mind's eye. Good will win, but you do have to ask for good. As Alex Jones says, demons will come into your heart uninvited. God will only come in invited. So you got to open up. And, um, yeah, thanks for being here, everybody. Stay safe.